In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month, Tuba. And this month comes after the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the Feast of Nativity, we celebrate the birth of the light. We were sitting in darkness and the shadow of death. So, with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the light has shone upon those who were living in darkness. He was the true light who came to enlighten every man in the world. That's why all the reading of Sundays are about the enlightenment that happened to the whole world by the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before the nativity, before the birth of Christ, only Israel was considered the people of God. But after the incarnation, the light of God has shone not only on Israel, but on the whole world. And the door of faith was opened to every man in the world, to the Jews as well as to the Gentiles. That's why in the first Sunday, which comes after the Nativity, we heard about the flight of the Holy Family to Egypt. And the symbolic meaning of this trip to Egypt, that God came to enlighten the whole world, not only the Jews, but also the Gentiles. God opened the door to the Gentiles to enjoy the light of God. Second Sunday, which was the last Sunday, the Son of God is also the Logos, the Word of God. So we celebrate also the incarnation of the Logos, the Word of God. And we are enlightened in our life by the word of God. As David said in the book of Psalms, your word is light to my feet. The word of God actually enlighten our way. That's why when one of the ladies said to the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts that nursed you, but the Lord responded and told her, But blessed are those who hear the word of God and live by the word of God. And St. Mary was an example, hearing the word of God, keeping the word of God in her heart, and living by the word of God. And by the way, today we celebrate the feast 
of the departure of Saint Mary, the Mother of God, to heaven. Also, the Lord spoke about how the eye is the light of the body. And he said, if your eye is well, your body will be enlightened. But if the eye is ill or blind, then the whole body will be in darkness. And the eye of the spirit is our heart. And when our heart is enlightened by the word of God, then our whole life will be enlightened. As the Lord said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This purity, we receive it in the sacrament of baptism. Because in baptism, the old man, the man that actually carries the original sin, and the man who has corrupted nature, this old man dies in the water of baptism, and then we become a new creation. As St. Paul said, you who were baptized, you put on Christ. So we became new creation, we are born again. But this time we are born of water and spirit, not of flesh. And we are enlightened because we have the righteousness of Christ. That's why we dress the baptized person in white, a symbol of the righteousness of Christ. But the journey of the enlightenment is the journey of our life. It starts in baptism, but we are enlightened by the word of God as well as by the life of repentance. That's why the Father's called repentance is the second baptism. So the gospel last week was about how we become enlightened, how our heart, the eye of the Spirit, is enlightened by baptism and by also the Word of God when we keep the Word of God and live by the Word of God. And the second Sunday comes around the Feast of Epiphany, the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can see here the link between the Feast of Epiphany as well as the enlightenment that we receive through the Word of God and through being baptized. Then today, the third Sunday, the Church speaks again about the sacrament of baptism and focus on a very important element in how to be enlightened. When we empty ourselves completely from our ego and our pride, so we will be filled with Christ, the light of the world, and thus will be enlightened. When the Lord Jesus Christ started his ministry, he started to baptize. 
Although, as we read in John chapter 4, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. Maybe the Lord Jesus Christ baptized the twelve disciples, and then the disciples start baptizing others. So, some people came to John the Baptist and told him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. We don't know what was the intention of these people. Were they trying to stir jealousy in the heart of John the Baptist? Or because he considered John the Baptist a great prophet without realizing that Jesus is the God of John the Baptist. So they worried how the person who came after John the Baptist is making more disciples. So we don't know what is their intention. John the Baptist answered in a very humble but truthful way. And he told them several points. The first point that the Lord Jesus Christ is appointed from heaven. And he saw the Holy Spirit descending upon his head like a dove. And he heard the Father was saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. That's why he told them, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. So he told them, Jesus is the Messiah. And he was appointed by heaven to carry the sins of the world, to save the world, and to enlighten the world. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not Christ, but I have been sent before him. Not because I came before him, this means I am more senior. No. I am the forerunner. I am the one who came to pave the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the true bridegroom. I am just the friend of the bridegroom. And he who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. I delivered the bride to her bridegroom. And now when I can see how people are coming to the bridegroom, following him, listening to him, my joy is fulfilled. My joy is fulfilled. And the title of the bridegroom is one actually of the dearest titles for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he is our shepherd. Yes, he is our light. Yes, he is our king. Yes, he is our savior. But the bridegroom, there is unity here. 
there is oneness. We abide in him and he abide in us. In him we become children of God because the two shall become one. So when we understand why the Lord Jesus Christ described himself as the bridegroom in order to tell us Christianity is not just certain rules and commandments you follow, then you will go to heaven. No. Christianity is deeper than this. Christianity is how to be united with God, to be one with Christ, and in Him we will be children of God the Father. This unity is fulfilled in all the sacraments of the church. In baptism, we put on Christ. In chrismation, we are consecrated to be the temple of God. In repentance, we wash our sins in order to be undefiled, worthy to be in union with the bridegroom. And in communion, we abide in him and he abide in us. Then John the Baptist said a very important principle to all of us. And this is a very important principle in order to be enlightened. This principle when he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. This principle is how we empty ourselves completely from our ego, from our pride, in order to be filled with Christ. And when we are filled with Christ, the light of the world, we will be enlightened as well as we become light to the world. As the Lord told us, you are the light of the world. He must increase and I must decrease. This is the journey of our life. And the goal that we need to achieve, that's what St. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So he must increase and I must decrease until it is no longer I who live, but he lives in me. In order the likeness of Christ will be completely portrayed in me. We change from glory to glory, from image to image as St. Paul, until actually we acquire the likeness of Christ in our life. And here is a beautiful practice, an exercise for all of us. At the end of the day, ask yourself, how many times today you denied your will completely to do the will of Christ? Are you really decreasing in order for Christ to increase in your life? Every time I go against the will of God, against the word of God, actually I'm saying the opposite. I must increase 
and he must decrease. I am not going to fulfill his will in my life. This commandment is not suitable for me. So I will put away the will of Christ in order to do my will. Then actually I am saying, I must increase and he must decrease. Look at your time. How much of this time you completely give it to God? And you are glorifying God. And how much of this time actually involve it in activities that does not glorify God? Are we saying he must increase and I must decrease or the opposite? If we are not living this verse, we are still living in darkness. We are not enlightened. Because we are increasing the darkness in our life and we are decreasing the light in our life. But if we say he must increase in my time, in my activity, in my thoughts, in the love that's in my heart, in my will, in my choices, in my decisions, he must increase in everything until I completely disappear. Until I completely reach this level. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Empty yourself completely. As God emptied himself to become man, he emptied himself, as St. Paul said, in his letter to the Philippians, he emptied himself and took the form of man that we should empty ourselves completely in order to be in his likeness after his image. That's why St. John the Baptist warned us and he told us what he, the Lord Jesus Christ, has seen and heard that he testifies, but no one receives his testimony. Those who refuse his testimony, those who refuse his commandment, his will, then they are living in darkness. But those who receive his testimony, those who said he must increase and I must decrease, they certified that God is true because they believed God. When God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Then we certify that God is true because Jesus Christ whom God has sent, speaks the word of God. He speaks the word of God to enlighten our life. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Then this gospel concluded by a very important verse. John chapter 3 and verse 36, which actually is the last verse in the chapter. 
He said, he who believes in the sun has everlasting life. When the sun increases in my life, I will have everlasting life. Because now I am truly intimate with the sun. I am truly one with the sun. I, I completely disappeared and the sun is in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. But what about those who say, I must increase and he must disappear. I don't want Christ in my life. I don't want to do anything with him. He said, but he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So we have a choice today, either to empty yourself and to let Christ increase in you, in everything, in order to be enlightened. So we will reach this level, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's one choice. And the other choice is to say, I must increase and he must decrease until he disappear. But those who do not believe the Son will not have life, will not see life, but the wrath of God will abide on them. Again, it is our choice. Every day we make choices. In these choices, ask yourself, who is increasing and who is decreasing? The life of Saint Mary, she completely uh, decreased. She completely denied herself. If you think about the life of Saint Mary, she never made a choice for herself, never made a decision to herself. She left her life completely according to the will of God, how God directed her life. Even at the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, she did not choose with whom she lives. But again, Christ told her, go live with John the Beloved. Saint Anthony the Great, whom we are celebrating his feast tomorrow, he completely decreased the land that he had. He sold it, gave it to the poor. He lived in a very simple life. He denied himself completely. He denied the pleasures of the world. He denied the world and lived in the wilderness. He completely decreased in order for Christ to increase in him. That's why he became light. One of the titles of Saint Anthony, the lamp of monasticism. Yes, he is the lamp of monasticism. He enlightened the whole world with this very ascetic and pure life, life of monasticism, because he chose to decrease completely, to empty himself completely, so Christ may increase in his life. Again, it's our choice, either to do like Saint Anthony, Saint Mary, Saint John the Baptist, and all the righteous and the martyrs. The martyrs chose to decrease. The 21 martyrs, they completely denied themselves. They decreased, they died in order for Christ to increase, and they became light to the world. The whole world now speaking about them, they became 
light to the world. So, what we are going to choose? To choose that I increase and Christ decrease, or the opposite? To be enlightened, we need to completely empty ourselves and let Christ be manifested in us in everything we do or think for his glory. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.